Hey friend, I'm Michael McCurry, and you're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm joined today by a special guest. I have my dad in studio, in my office with me, Chris McCurry, and I'm excited to introduce him to you in just a moment. Let me encourage you, if you are a long-time listener to this program, let me tell you how much it means to me, how much I appreciate the fact that you would invest your time. And if this is your first time, well, you joined us for a unique week. That's a little bit of a tongue twister, but I keep <laughs> using the word special, Dad. I say it's a special week, special week. So I figured I'd look up a thesaurus and use the word unique this time. But truly, this is the first time in a long time that I've had you on the program. I'm excited for it. My dad, uh, Army veteran, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, uh, just a little bit. We've been on a little bit of a kick, Dad, talking about being active in the service of the king. And we have all sorts of kings we put up in our life, but really, at the end of the day, the king of kings should be the biggest one for us. So give us, if you would, just a quick introduction to yourself, just a, the, the resume a little bit, how you got saved, just in short, only got, unfortunately, about 15 minutes or so, but just give people an introduction to yourself. Um, as a teenager, I was going to a Methodist church, and this is not a knock against the Methodist. If the gospel was being presented, I wasn't listening. I was listening more to the pastor's illustrations and jokes, and it wasn't until I think that uh, the Lord arranged for me to go. My first assignment in the military was in South Korea. And then through a co-worker, who's now my wife, uh, introduced me to a ministry, Yongsan Baptist Church in Seoul, Korea, started by uh, Brother Mike Hall. And uh, through that ministry, I trusted Christ as my Savior, January 8th, 1989. And then uh, just through 22 and a half years of the military, God moved us around every few years. I felt like the you know, the military, you have what's called an assignment officer who places you at the right places to do the career development and professional development you need. Uh, we always felt like the Lord was the best assignment officer we could ever have. Amen. And uh, God put us in, uh, we're now in our 11th different church after uh, retiring from the military. Awesome. I was going to, just as a joke, I was going to have my dad introduce the broadcast and sit behind the desk and act like you were me. I figured the fact that my hair is very close to the state of yours, which for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, my dad, the joke is he created, God created what? A, a few, few perfect heads, the rest he covered with hair. Well, mine must be like halfway perfect because we're, we're, we're getting there, but my dad is, is bald, chooses to be. But uh, the... Um, I was going to joke because a lot of people say that we sound very similar. Correct. And uh, so besides the few hairs I have left hanging on there, there and the beard and all of that, there are uh, we sound similar, have a similar build, height, all those types of well, things. Well, you used to mess up your mom if she would call the house. She couldn't tell if it was you answering the phone or me. <laughs> well, and now so. my, my younger brother is Caleb and Ethan, very right. similar as well. Exactly. We confuse people all the time. Caller ID helps. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's amazing. Modern technology. But in all seriousness... As we talk about being active, I mean, you were active duty for our country, and you were deployed twice, I believe, to Iraq both times, and you were very busy serving Uncle Sam, but you didn't take, you know, you were in the, in the, in the Army for how long? 22 and a half years. 22 and a half years, you were saved for the vast majority of that, Correct. got saved early right. on, but you were incredibly, and I got to see this firsthand, you were incredibly busy serving the King as well. You were everywhere we went, and you jumped in... From the get-go, which you had a great, uh, you, were, you were taught well by mm -hmm. Brother Mike Hall. You were grounded there in that mm -hmm. church. And then take us on a little trip. And we'll pause maybe in Texas uh, with a single soldier's ministry. But where did you go from South Korea? I uh, went back to Aberdeen, Proving Ground, Maryland. But we were only there for six months. It was a school assignment. 
Uh, then we ended up going to Fort Hood, Texas. Mm -hmm. and, and that's uh, where I was born. That's where you were born. And uh, we grew a lot in that church. That's the first church we learned to go out and actually knock on doors and be a witness for Christ. Uh, and, and in Korea, we couldn't do that so much. You couldn't do it on post. Right. So uh, Brother Hall had us, we would go through an area called Itaewon, which mm -hmm. is a shopping district right outside of the main uh, post at the time, Yongsan Army Base. Um, and so we'd hand out tracks. Um, which was a great step as a baby Christian, but it wasn't until I had assignment at Fort Hood, Texas. We were in the Victory Baptist Church. Pastor Roy O'Quinn was our pastor, and uh, God used us in a great way. Um, that's where I learned to be a soul winner. Um, really grew. We were there for three and a half years. Uh, got involved with the bus ministry. Uh, the Lord allowed us to start, you mentioned our single soldier ministry, which was sort of an extension of our bus uh, ministry where we would run a bus. Uh, but many of the soldiers would really just want to get out of the environment of the army, especially the barracks. Uh, there was just nothing good. And this is back in the early 90s. It's right. certainly no better now in the military as far as with the wokeness and everything else that's going on, unfortunately, in our services. Um, but many of the soldiers just wanted a respite. And so some of them would call me like on Friday afternoon and say, Brother McCurry, would you come pick me up? And they would just literally stay with us and uh, uh, basically camp out in us. Uh, they would help watch you. They would help mow the grass. They'd help wash the car. They would help go out on the bus routes with us. Uh, some of those young men ended up marrying uh, young ladies in our church. I know of one couple that uh, that happened to. She was one of our bus workers. Um, but the uh, Lord just blessed us there to really invest. And in, uh, I think of uh, some of the soldiers we were able to reach not only got saved, but now are in full-time Christian service. Amen. What a blessing to know that you had the opportunity to invest in those people, but to see how that, I wouldn't say began there, because you, you, were, you were working previously, and like you said, you were taught with, with Brother Hall there in South Korea, but it kind of set you on a trajectory for being incredibly involved. Now, what was the average length of stay at any particular duty <coughs> station, would, would you say? Probably two years, maybe three at most. Okay. Fort Hood, we were there the longest for a long time. That was We were there for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of our assignments could have been six months to a year. It wasn't until our last assignment there at uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, where we, we now live in Topeka, Kansas, where we were there for, I think, uh, about four years before I retired. Okay. So again, that was the longest while I was in the military. So a lot of very short assignments. Even we spent four years in Germany, but that was over two different locations, right. two different churches. Right. And so we were, we, we were just taught very early on, though, to build your life around the church. Mm -hmm. So even though you were at these places for short period, periods of time, you didn't use that as an excuse for not getting involved in local church. Actually, I saw this again and again and again. Often when you would leave, when, when, the, when the Lord would move us and, and through Uncle Sam and all of that, and he was the assignment officer, as you mentioned, often there would be some positions that would be left behind. You'd mm -hmm. be a junior church a, a, a teacher. You'd be a, a treasurer. You'd be a you fill in the blank at all these different churches. And it's amazing how... When you, when our family would walk in looking like we wanted to be there, we would sing the songs, we'd pick up the songbook, and oh, by the way, if you just look like you want to be there, you can absolutely, it'll change the dynamic of your church. When your pastor looks out and sees people that aren't in, don't look to be in physical pain by the worship services, that's a help to your pastor. Amen. But we'd, we'd look like we want to be there. We got actively involved very quickly, and the whole family did. I mean, I'm thinking of a bus routes. I mean, I was raised to some degree... You say, how did you get on bus routes when you were uh, only there for a short period of time? It's because you wanted to. You wanted to be active. So talk to folks. I mentioned at the close of last week's broadcast about how if you don't have a job in your church, 
it's probably your fault. Mm -hmm. I, I said some some right. pastors wisely have a have a, a list of uh, or a length of time they want people to be a member sure. for six months a year to makes right. total sense before sure. they give them position of influence. Right. But if you've been in a church for year after year after year and all you're doing is warming the same eighteen right. inches of pew, talk to us about how that's probably not the Bible way to be a church member. Right. Well, I mean, sometimes we look at the church and we say, well, all the bases are covered and there's nothing for me to do. And so maybe, you know, you're musical and your church is blessed with pianists and organists and things like that. But, you know, there's something, God puts you there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And time is too short to sit back. And, you know, I think about our current church. My pastor, I knew going in, was going to require us to basically to be observed for six months. Mm -hmm. And it was driving me crazy because I don't <laughs> like to be a bench warmer. Mm -hmm. I want to get involved. Uh, but we could start off something simple, being a door greeter, mm -hmm. uh, being an usher. Right. My, uh, my wife, your, your mom got in, involved with the music ministry, singing in the choir, playing in the orchestra, singing special music. So there are things that maybe you can't have a leadership position. Maybe you can't be a teacher yet. Uh, but there's no reason for you to sit back. I Absolutely. mean, you know, just think back to, you know, that's one of the things your mom and I have talked about. You know, as we went through the pandemic, you know, God, that didn't surprise God. Right. And it's like, how in the world can you go through something like that that affected the world and not realize time is short right. and what are we going to do different and better for God? Right. Well, I, I looked up a statistic. It'll probably make an appearance in our next quarterly newsletter from BTI. But about 106 people enter eternity every minute. Around the world, as the globe revolves, 106 people. And so you think about it, I can't reach every single one of them. No. You can't reach every single one of them. But together, right. in my neck of the woods, you live in Kansas, in right. your neck of the woods, where we are, you folks out there listening literally around the world. We just, I mentioned recently, we picked up another station in the Philippines. All over the world, 110 radio stations, probably just about all 50 states, there's a representative listening to this broadcast right now. You can reach your people. You realize your zip code, I've said this before, but your zip code is a foreign nation, foreign country, a foreign place to the right. rest of the world. Right. And so we got about a minute and a half or two left. Talk to us about how God can use you no matter, we, we moved, I think in my lifetime, eight times in 18 years of my life and a couple more times for you. Talk to us about how God can use you no matter where you are. Well, whether it's, you know, the career moving you or maybe a health need, maybe a family need, that doesn't surprise God. Right. God knows exactly where you're at. And I would just challenge you that I've seen it too often that when somebody does move, uh, whether it's God's will or not, sometimes we get in the way and we mm -hmm. mess up uh, and get ahead of God sometimes. But God knows where you're at. And so I would just challenge you, don't use that as an opportunity to sit back and say, well, I've got no responsibilities here. Nobody knows what I can do, right. and I can just be lazy. Right. Well, the Bible talks much about being slothful and being lazy, and God doesn't bless that. Absolutely. And the local church is built on individuals that want to get involved right. and serve the King of Kings. And the local church is not a building. No, it is, it is that's the people right. Involved. There are so many scriptures that I have up on the screen here that mm -hmm. we could read. But Colossians three twenty three and mm -hmm. twenty four says, "And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men." That's and right. then Proverbs fourteen twenty three: "In all labor there is profit." You have the opportunity to be involved in the labor, in the work of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's nothing better than that. Amen. And so. For you, as we have one minute left in the broadcast, what's the final word you give to folks encouraging them? One final shot across the bow about getting involved 
in the work of Christ. Well, I, I, I sometimes like to joke that, you know, once you got saved, God could have taken us out of here. Absolutely. But God left us here as, a, as to be a witness for him, to be a worker for him. Um, and I don't want to be an oxygen thief. <laughs> right. I, I don't want to just sit here just to exist. Right. God gave me today. I look back, I didn't get saved until I was almost 24 years old. And I can't fix what I did before I got saved. Right. But I can certainly try to live as heartily for the Lord as I can right now. Uh, to give him my best, because that's what he deserves. Amen. So that's a question for you. You say, I'm not as physically active as I once was. I'm a little up in years, whatever. We can make all kinds of excuses, but I heard it put this way. If you want an excuse not to do something, you'll find it. If you want an excuse to do something, you will find it. So let me encourage you, find an excuse to serve the Lord. You've got a whole Bible full of reasons <laughs> to serve the Lord. Let me encourage you to go to BibleTracksInc.org. If you need some gospel tracks, BibleTracksInc.org. We'll send them to you free. Money isn't even an excuse for you, all right? Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dad, for jumping in. Appreciate that. Hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. If you have, share it with a friend. Maybe pop over to YouTube, share the link on Facebook or something like that. Have a great day for His glory, and we will plan on talking to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.